0: everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is really just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I became connected with last year, He's one of the creators behind TheHolyRuckus.com, which creates podcasts, blogs, and other Catholic media content. He's also a high school teacher, a coach, and a father of five. It's Josh Maldice. Hi, Josh.
1: Hey, hello, Julia. What's going on?
0: <laughs> it's good to chat with you. Thanks for doing this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thanks for thinking of me. And yeah, I'm really excited. Well,
0: Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Awesome. Um, well, I think uh, you you said it. I'm not that interesting, but one of the cool <laughs> things is, yeah, I'm a father of five uh, and I've uh, been married for seven years and uh, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride. We're from Maryland. Uh, I was born and raised in this area in the DMV um, in the East coast and my wife is from Minnesota. And so that's like a world's collide kind of thing. But yeah, just started the, started to um, just get really serious in my faith around like college and 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 doing that i was in youth group i was kind of like loafing around and then it wasn't until i went to franciscan and the lord kind of grabbed grabbed a hold of me and said pay attention to scripture pay attention to you know to aquinas augustine all these beautiful saints and i kind of just woke up and i was like whoa like i want to follow you lord i want to learn more about you and you know hide myself in you but god's like no i want you to but then come back out and like come into the world. And so it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride. Started the holy ruckus about five years ago. And it's just a way to evangelize Uh, Pope Francis. It comes from a call from Pope Francis in World Youth Day Rio to to make a holy ruckus in the streets, to make a mess out in the streets, right? And do it for the Lord to get out of your comfort zone. And so um, through podcasts, video content and blogs, like we try to do that uh, for young adults and anyone really. And, uh, so that's been kind of my mantra. My mission is to try to make a holy ruckus in the world. And, and you, you've been a part of it and you've been a contributor, um, and it's been awesome. And so this is like natural for like, natural yeah. just talk about faith and like, I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you.
0: No, Thank you. I, yeah, like I said, we got connected last year and the, the pandemic and the quarantine, I was looking for other projects to do. And we have a mutual friend, Mike Tenney. So shout out to Mike. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, he thought that I might be a good fit and I love the, what you just shared behind the kind of mission of the Holy ruckus and that the inspiration is from Pope Francis and that quote, because I, you know, we're meant to be countercultural. I think our faith is, and I think you guys do that really well with all the content that you put out Thank just you. challenging yeah. us. Yeah. Um, this passage that you've chosen today also is a really challenging one. So I'm very excited to get into it. So I'm going to have you, um, whenever you're ready, read Luke. Chapter 18, verses 9 through 14 for us.
1: Absolutely. He spoke the following parable to some people who prided themselves on being virtuous and despised everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee. The other, a tax collector. The Pharisee stood there and said this prayer to himself. I thank you, God, that I am not grasping, unjust, adulterous like the rest of mankind and particularly that I'm not like this tax collector here. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on all I get. The tax collector stood some distance away, not even daring even to raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God be merciful to me, a sinner. This man, I tell you, went home again, at rights with God. The other did not. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the man who humbles himself will be exalted.
0: Okay. What translation was that, by the way? It was slightly different than mine. I have the New American yes, translation. It's different.
1: Um, my translation comes from, I think it's the RSV.
0: That's, I like that. We'll have to talk about the differences. I just want to share a little bit about Luke's Gospel in general, we've done some passages from Luke on this podcast so far, but he is a synoptic Gospel. Most likely, took some inspiration from Mark's Gospel and then added his own um, things like the infancy narratives. And he was a physician, so really focused on Jesus's healings. But this passage that you've chosen is from the travel narrative in Luke's Gospel, which starts at chapter nine. And goes through 19 so you've chosen from 18 and essentially these chapters jesus is journeying from galilee and making his way down to jerusalem Um, so we're getting towards the end of this travel narrative here and he starts to predict a little bit more later about his death towards the end of this chapter but this first part of this chapter deals with attitudes on prayer so The passage right before this, we get the persistent widow where she keeps asking her neighbor for stuff and eventually gets what she wants. And then this passage that you've chosen is also about prayer, but tells us that we need to be sincere with our prayer. And so we'll get into that. Um, But that's just a little bit kind of like where we're at in Luke's gospel with this. My first question, though, is why did you choose this passage, Josh?
1: Man, well... <laughs> the real, it's a good one. It's a good one.
0: Well, the real one was that I told you the other ones were already picked, right? <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But also, I just love like so in my um, class that I teach. I'm I'm a teacher and uh, at a um at a Catholic high school, uh, much like yourself. And the Gospel of Luke was what we did in the second quarter, where I had the kids read the entirety of the Gospel of Luke and to you know background exegesis, look at stuff, and eventually like. I just fell in love with this gospel because of its universality. And it's kind of what um, Luke is making it a mission to try to reach out to everyone, not mm-hmm. just the Jew, but mm-hmm. the the Greek, the, um, the Gentile. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and through his healings and, and, and cause he's a physician himself, like he said. So I don't know. I just really was captivated, but I always loved the image of the, of the tax collector um, because you know, he's despised like socially Right. Mm -hmm. And you would think like, well, I mean, no one really likes the government. Like, no, no one was like, right. So excited to like, because it's no longer, or at least unfortunately, it becomes this place of like a seat of power rather than a seat of service. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, To serve uh, the rest of the body. Right. For the common good and working towards that. And it's just a seat of power. And so for uh, the tax collector, they were despised because they often took more than their share. They were crooked and corrupt and so and i always was wondering like okay and and maybe in your in your studies do you find out if if the tax collector that's being referenced here is levi is matthew mm-hmm. I'm not really sure i like i i know there are some artistic expressions that kind of share that it is it is matthew but i'm like i never really found like actual like biblical scholars saying saying so and it's funny because one of um you know, different shows and movies have touched or have tried, right, to show um the story of Jesus. And and one of them, which I wasn't really too fond of, <laughs> but it's okay. But this one scene, like, totally kicked butt. And it was that of like the Bible story. Remember when that came out?
0: Was it the History one? The History Channel did like a series. It was I a series. It was like a limited yeah. edition,
1: like series. And the Old Testament was awesome. But then when they got to Jesus, I mean, it was okay, but one of the scenes is that Jesus says this parable, right, in the crowd, and he it, it was paralleled and like combined with the calling of Matthew,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where he's he's calling out the the reality of, of 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 this parable, and he's looking straight, piercing towards um towards Matthew. And and Matthew's kind of like trembling and and saying the words, like not looking to heaven and saying, you know, God be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. Like he's mouthing those words as Jesus like says them. And I don't know if you ever nerded out on uh, Caravaggio paintings mm-hmm. where Jesus calls, you know, Matthew. So I don't, for me, I've already kind of said like, okay, this text collector is Matthew. I don't care what no one says, but and it's <laughs> me as, as a prayer, because I'm like, there's hope for me, right <laughs> like for, for someone being political. Like, publicly despised and and I'm not saying people despise me, <laughs> maybe who you knows. But I'm just like, you know what? Like how many times do I self justify myself before God? Or mm-hmm. I when I pray to the Lord, I'm like the Pharisee, right? Where where I just self justify, I make excuses, I have the long litany of reasons why I sinned, but why can I just be like the tax collector in this case? And just own up and, you know, beat my breast and just say like, you know what, Lord, like have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, you know, for my, for, through my fault, through my fault. Yeah. And it's just, it's just fire and it's.
0: <laughs> you said a lot there and I want to, I think it makes sense. I too have not maybe confirmed that it is Levi that's being referenced here, but it makes sense. And so I, I don't know if it was the history channel that you were referring to that series. I didn't watch I all of it, it, but um. I think that's a really interesting way that they would have portrayed this parable alongside the call of Matthew. And actually one of one of the, you had maybe wanted to talk about the call of Matthew too. We certainly can talk about it as well, but someone just recorded with me about the call of Matthew. And so I think yeah, it makes no sense. No, it's okay. No, but it makes sense that um, that these would go next to each other and that that series would put them next to each other. Because I think in that, that story as well, Jesus calls Matthew and goes to dinner and the Pharisees are freaking out because Jesus is having dinner with this, this sinner in their eyes. Um, I, I wondered if you could say more about like what the perception of the tax collector, and I don't know maybe you can equate it to modern day or what's your understanding of like what the tax collector, you kind of spoke a little bit about it, but like what sure. he represents either then or now. Yeah.
1: I mean, he he represents being a sellout really. I mean, mm-hmm. you put it, in, a, in a modern text, right? Like it's just like, this person that has, everybody's very territorial, right? Uh, even, uh, especially now, right? You, you can only left or right, right? But for for Matt, or I'm sorry, for this tax collector, I can imagine, and, and from what I've read and what I've studied and, and what I've taught is that very territorial, like, are you culturally a Jew? Are you born into it? You know, and, and even then it's like, you know, there, it, it's so strict and it's so, it, it's become this, Right. It's become the letter of, of the law. Right. And so for whatever reason, honorable or not, that a person would become a tax collector, right? To feed his family, right? To to be about um his own livelihood, it doesn't matter because through those means, like you you used and abused the people and you've cheated people out of out of what they've rightfully earned. And so you can apply that to, to, to anybody. I mean, and and that's what's tough, like especially with, you know, first responders or folks that are on the front lines that have to take oaths like, you know, lawyers. I mean, I, at least depending culturally, depending on who you talk to is like, they're the most dastardly people ever, but mm-hmm. you need them. And then in some places it's like, no, like I need you to work hard so you can be like a lawyer. And it's like, well, depending on who you ask, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're despicable or they're awful people and they'll do anything to – for their job and throw you under the bus. But it's like, no, like um, when it comes to lawyers or judges or, Mm -hmm. or, um, or other folks like, like this, like, and that's why they, at least for judges and police officers and everything else, like you used to be able to, or you used to have to put them under oath. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And you put them under oath because they dealt with life and death and even um, doctors and nurses, like they used to take an oath of like a fidelity, like to the Lord, like, but that isn't the case now because you know who believes in God and all this other stuff, but I uh, used to put the fear of God in folks. But um, what happens when those people have have in their reputation taken uh, free rides or have stolen or have cheated, right? Or who are now thieves in the eyes of many? Now mm-hmm. politicians um, who are supposed to be for the public good and and mm-hmm. of service, but they're considered so socially. We're just like no. Nah. Like you're about yourself. You're not about us. You're not about the people, um, you know, Democrat or Republican. It doesn't really matter. You know, mm. you're, you're a fat cat, you know, and, and we don't want you. Right. Yeah. Well, we need you. But, you know. Right.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's a really good analogy. I think the lawyer example is there are these stereotypes of lawyers being cutthroat or whatever, but I, I think that's a good maybe modern day. We could insert the lawyer maybe into that and you brought up politicians as well, which I honestly think of when we're talking about these two characters, I think Mm. a little bit about the Pharisee as kind of the politician in my mind, the one who's like, Oh, look at me. I'm so good. You know? And like, that's maybe that's my own stereotypes and and issues, but especially right now, I just, we got a lot of that going on. (laughs) Uh, So I want to kind of take it back to to Jesus and, and you mentioned too, um, this kind of makes me think of, it's a similar scenario when Jesus is on the cross, right? And you have this one thief that is mocking Jesus and is not repentant at all. And then you have the repentant thief on the other side that is a sinner, but is humble and is saying like, and Jesus turns to him and says, you be with me in paradise. And I feel like this is a similar scenario of these two characters, one who's like super po- you know, pompous and self-inflated. And the other one is like humble and, but we're but both sinners, you know, but one mm-hmm. is not, not recognizing their sin and the other one is, is very humble. I know that's, that kind of what comes to mind. I feel like we, we see this a lot in scripture. These kind of like, and he's trying to teach, Jesus is trying to teach us like, you need to be like the, the humble guy, not the, the inflated one. I don't
1: mm-hmm. know if you wanted to respond to that, but. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cause I think, and you, and you see that, that playing out, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's, that's what matters. And even even in, in the, in the group of the apostles, right. Peter is always the one who mm-hmm. has to be first and he is mentioned first and he does take the, take the lead, but he oftentimes takes the lead and putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah. And yet John is the one that, you know, rests on the heart of Jesus. John is the one that is at the crucifixion, you know, lockstep with Mary. And then tradition tells us that the apostle John takes care of Mary and takes, you know, um and this this is my mother and this is your mother and, and take care of her right um the last seven sayings of christ like so yeah i see it i see it completely even with the with the um the good is they call him the good t- thief right on the right yeah on the, on the repentant puns, thief. Right? The repentant yeah thief. and mm-hmm. it's but that's what that's what the lord looks uh looks for right more than i mean this is uh scripture in the old testament i'm gonna fumble it here but it's like more than our um you know, more than our sacrifices, more yeah. than our acts. Like the Lord wants communion and repentance. He wants mm-hmm. our, he wants sacrifice of our own selves. Like, don't like, forget the, you know, forget the pigeons and the goats right now. Right. Where is your heart? How far are you from me? Like, where have you gone? Like, put that up. And I believe that the tax collector like shines in, in this area because he already knows. And can you imagine, or the, or the, the woman at the well, you know, Mm -hmm. society has pegged her that you, you know, you're fitting this role. Like you're the Samaritan woman. You're from you intermingle with foreigners. Like you're dirty. Mm -hmm. You've had five husbands and Christ Mm -hmm. knows our sin, but I love um, how with Christ, it's always like, I'm gonna call you out, but then I'm gonna call you on. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. call you on to holiness, something better. And I believe that when Jesus says that the tax collector has has come home justified, right? Uh, it's mm-hmm. only because the Lord has done that. The mm-hmm. Lord, who is just, has seen that, rather than the Pharisee who has already prejudged himself and pre-justified himself mm-hmm. in, in the eyes of no one but his uh, but his own self. He has read the press clippings as, as it were, right? We say that in in, in football it used to be an old expression. Like, don't read the gazette. Don't read how good you are or how how good you think you are, right? Stop, stop watching, you know, you know, news about yourself or stop, don't pay attention to your, you know, your your likes on Instagram and your how many followers you have, because at the end of the day, like you need to clothe yourself in humility. And um, and so that's why for me. As a, as a husband and as a father and a teacher who's trying to bring the faith anywhere he goes, the litany of humility is always by my side mm-hmm. because um, I have to kind of lay myself down, always consistently lay myself down. So I love that um, uh, here.
0: Yeah. And I think this goes along with the idea of a holy ruckus and some of the stories you mentioned too, the Samaritan woman, um, the good Samaritan, These are like stories where Jesus puts the outcast or maybe the, you know, someone like a tax collector who's looked down upon or maybe like um, ostracized as like the hero of the story and the lesson of the story. And I feel like that's he's creating Jesus is creating a ruckus by doing that by saying, like, you know, who's your enemy or like who who's the one showing mercy in this story? It's the Samaritan or who's the one who's choosing the good. It's the tax collector. And I feel like that would have really shook people up back then, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it goes, this is interesting that you picked this passage because I think it goes with kind of your mission too, of like shaking things up in our society and our culture. And I feel like that's what Jesus, we've just named so many examples where he did that. And I don't, um, to kind of try to relate this to today, I don't know how this gets lost. I don't know how we can't see this, that like we're supposed to be shaking things up and it is. It's the, the outcasts that are the examples a lot of the time, not the mainstream, not the ritual person like you're, you were describing. Like it's not about the, mm-hmm. the motions or the sacrifices. It's like about the internal. So I don't know if you want to yeah. respond to that, but like how, how do you see this playing out today? I, we kind of already touched yeah. upon it, but like this creating a ruckus and into really that.
1: Because on on paper, right? The Pharisee should be justified on paper. The Pharisee is is doing all the right things, right? Uh, Is 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 all the right steps in and and checking the boxes, right? Mm Checks the boxes on on Mm -hmm. the surface. But what makes Christ the revolutionary? um, But also, what makes Luke's gospel so important is because it's trying to um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's trying to uh, to broaden the scope of who is who is called to be saved because if you're looking at the chosen right and you read it you know just off the page you're thinking in the old testament like okay no it's just the jewish people who are the chosen ones right right? but yet in abraham it's you know through your family through your faith all the nations will be saved i think people forget Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. if that's the case then through christ christ is trying to show the universality so to get to galilee he doesn't have to, he takes the long route you know, mm-hmm. through Samaria because he'll run into somebody there and tells her, you know, who, that he is the Messiah, like for the first time. Right. So it's like, when it comes to like this, like our world today, and like making it a ruckus, it's like, what, like we should have as, as church. Right. And this is something that I borrowed um, uh, from, from Mike Tenney, our mutual friend, right. The preferential mm-hmm. option for, for the poor. And the marginalized, that whoever it is, right, at, at that moment or in our culture, in our society, that's who we should be for right mm-hmm. now, right? It's mm-hmm. not that other lives don't matter. It's not that the, the lives of the unborn and, 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 and whatever else, but like when, when our culture was charged up with the atrocities that were happening in, in the Black community, Right then, that's when us as church we have to step forward mm-hmm. and stand up for mm-hmm. for those as as you know and try not to get swept up by the rest of it that that is the media's portrayal and how they're like okay well if you do that then that's partisan since when did you know preferential right. option for the poor become mm-hmm. partisan a partisan issue like and that's so ugly and and so the antithesis of like are the opposite of what christ is about yeah you know? and and i and so i i push back strongly against that but also on the other end too when people want to box up jesus to just say well well christ would be you know a liberal like look at all the policies he fits like no let's not play that game where we 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 uh politicize our lord and because yeah. and we we lose it by then we we have lost the image of Jesus and we have made Jesus in our image rather than allowing ourselves to Ooh. be made in his image. Preach. preach. You know? <laughs> no, I think
0: you said a lot. I, I absolutely agree. I like that you brought up Catholic social teaching to apply to this. I don't think it's necessarily a direct correlation, but I'm always down to talk about Catholic social teaching mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right. Like these tax, tax collector character, these outcasts, or these however ostracized, like the stereotypes, I think of a lot of the themes of Catholic social teaching fit into this, the call to community and like, the no man is meant to be isolated, that we're supposed to be inclusive and solidarity. I think what you're speaking of with like the Black Lives Matter movement, when one part of the body is suffering, we're supposed to reach out to that part of the body and the option of the poor, like putting that person first. And so I think that's a concept that obviously they were struggling with then and we still struggle with today. It's just some, something in our human nature that we, I
1: don't, we just, it's, I
0: don't don't know. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's our arrogance. It's, it's our Mm inclusion. like, but we, none of us are exempt from it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, okay. Like if you notice it in others, okay. But remember have, have some charity because mm-hmm. where is the beaming in your eye, right? Where is the splinter yeah. in your eye? Where are the places that you are ignoring? And just because a tax collector socially, according to the Romans, you know, and if you watch like a, a really good series that that really tries to to show really, good. I, I love The Chosen. Have you been watching that?
0: I haven't, but so many of my guests have talked about it. Yes. So I really need, yes. I need yes. to get you into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it, especially for my students. And um, what I loved about it is that it, it shows this kind of uh, inner inner workings of of how Christ is is trying to reach out to to everybody, and everybody's telling him no, don't do it. So I mean, it's it's all biblical; it's, it's all there. But you know, so yeah,
0: I liked what you said earlier. You were talking about because we did mention earlier that this is part of like the travel narrative where he's kind of going and taking his time coming down from the north down to Jerusalem. And I try to thinking about that. So much of what you said makes me think that we stay in our echo chambers. I don't know if you're familiar with that phrase. It's like a media term Mm -hmm. where it's Mm -hmm. like, we just follow people that agree with us. Um, But like you said, Jesus could have just stuck to the, the one route. And I also, you mentioned like Luke is showing that like the gospels for everybody, the Gentiles, not just the Jews. And so it makes me think that like, we should be kind of taking the long way around and not just staying in our echo chambers, you know, with the gospel and trying to cross over to the, other sides and I don't know again like creating that that ruckus and getting out there and sharing our message with with different people and listening to different people Mm -hmm. I think that the big thing too is like we're not always listening we're more trying to talk and and
1: oh yeah we when we're when the other person's talking we're preparing our defense yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) like you're you stop talking and I'm like taking notes it's like no I'm not (laughs) analyzing what you're saying I hear you but I'm not actively listening to you right Mm -hmm. and it's like and 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 that happens in, in our culture, and because and, and we let, uh, you know th- these political princes and anybody else kind of tell us how to think, and so we can't think with the with with wisdom and, and the heart of God and understanding, asking for that gift of understanding, like that comes from our confirmation, right? As a Catholic, to be able to see the other as other, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, like that. It's so simple, like Lord, you make it so easy, but yet it's incredibly hard because mm-hmm. in order to do that you have to let go and and one of the things that as a pharisee you'll see like in in, in scripture as well and also in the chosen series is this um uh, is nicodemus who who is a pharisee right and i mean we're going all over the place here in the gospel so i apologize no it's okay he, nicodemus, <laughs> like, he does vibe with jesus and what jesus is saying and then eventually he has to make a choice do i give it all up and stop being the proverbial Pharisee and just become, you know, let mercy win or do I, you know, do I come, come with Jesus or do I or, I, or do I just fall in line with the rest of my brethren and, and don't acknowledge the truth. And and so I think that's where we have to, but you have to be in a place to see that, right?
0: Yeah. That's hard too. I mean, you think he's, his identity has been a Pharisee for so long And then it's totally, you have to question your identity. And I, I mean, that's, that's tough to want to give that up Mm -hmm. and being okay with that. And like, I don't know.
1: And no one understands, and no one, like everybody feels like, well, the tax collector, he's, he's pretty well off. And this is what I was trying to say earlier. He's pretty well off. Like he's going to have the means. So he's not poor in that Mm -hmm, sense, right? mm -hmm, But there's mm -hmm, different types of poverty. And how many people have we written off and said, well, they're not suffering. Like they have it all. It's like, no, it's like, And so to have the tax collector who has it all Mm -hmm. essentially, right. Come out and have this test, like statement of faith in this parable is big time. And Christ is saying like, pay attention to the people that have it all, because that could be your poor. Um, And and don't they need a savior as well?
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I think that's what, what we've said a couple of times now, like Luke's gospel is setting us up to do. And what Jesus is always setting us up to do the ones you think, you know, are not, that's not, it's not just about the the chosen, just about the Jews. We are all chosen and salvation is for everyone. And I think in all of these stories and parables, you know, he really teaches us that. So yeah, there's yeah. so much we could say about this passage. What no, else were you going to say? I was
1: going to say, and that's what, uh, and I know you were asking for this earlier and it was, and that's why I started the Holy Ruckus because I felt like there was only one microphone and it was mm-hmm. being held by a certain type of, mm-hmm. of, of, of catholic media mm-hmm. that i just wasn't seeing myself in mm-hmm. and and so four years ago when we started it it was you know we were not the ogs in the podcast world but essentially we were like doing stuff and we were trying and and who knows who listened you know but it people were starting to to make it to make uh their own podcast and and like this is how you make a ruckus in the church by by putting your voice out there if you're not hearing like if you're not if you're praying If you're praying, you're sacrificing, and you're trying to be merciful and trying to engage in prayer, then the Lord's going to move in you, and He's going to stir up that you know that flame in your heart to want to build something for Him, right? It won't be quite literal like rebuild my church, like like St. Francis, but but maybe yeah, like there is like this calling to want to do it. So what you're doing with Seven Mile Chats, what you're like, what we're doing with the Holy Ruckus, like together, is this idea of like if you don't see it, like build it, like step into the breach, step into the, like get out of the echo chamber. That'll be there. You know, Mm -hmm. ETN is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So present the alternative, make your target audience and let's try to refine each other and sharpen each other Mm -hmm. and challenge, you know, but, it, we don't like it we don't we don't like it and even facebook doesn't like it <laughs> you know oh, yeah. at, at times and I, and i love that like the algorithm doesn't know what to do with with my with the stuff that we post sometimes it's like i post a pro life stuff okay my republicans will will vibe with it right but then i pro uh then i put some stuff on you know um like uh, black Biden, lives matter you know, yeah and immigration and then my my the liberal following will do it so you're doing a good job if like the algorithms don't know where to place you
0: you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> but Christ doesn't know how to be placed either. And that's why yeah. he's essentially alone at the cross, right? But there, there is a time for that communion as well. And they all come around eventually, both, uh, you know, some of them. But that's why, like, and this is the, with the scripture, the the last thing that I kind of want to share, or one of the things I wanted to share is the, the tax collector stood some distance away. Not even yeah. daring to raise his eyes towards heaven, but he beat his breast and said, "God, be merciful to me, a sinner." Like that—that should—that's us. Like mm-hmm. every time we go to mass, right? As a Catholic, right? We—we we come in, all are welcome, right? And we sing all these songs, right? And and um, and you sing too, right? You sing to it at, at your church, right? And they can't mm-hmm. sing back because of COVID, but um, <laughs> everybody's trying to 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 be welcomed in, right? We're a communion, we're the body of Christ gathering. Well, okay body of christ but before we 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 do anything else we've welcomed you welcome have a seat but let us stand and remember that we are sinners yeah and let's you know beat our breasts together essentially right not in a like triumphant like I'm better than you Pharisee but the opposite which is through my fault through my fault through my most grievous fault and and I I think my grandmother once told me like the reason we do it three times is a reminder to um, reminder, um, because the number three, but also like Peter, just yeah, Peter denies him uh, denies Jesus three times, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to do that with way more intentionality, you know. Not mm-hmm. saying you're gonna bruise my chest, but you know, but I do have to like really sit with this. And so this this scripture for our times, especially as we get into getting ready for Lent, yeah, it doesn't have to be humdrum, but it should be a sharpening. And it should, you know, it should push you uh, a little bit here. And, But that's where the conversion comes. And the tax collector, once he steps out of the box and starts, you know, just trying to see Christ, not through the lens of the world, but through eyes of humility, I think it unlocks the conversion. And I think that's where we got to be.
0: I think that's really well said. I think we went all over the place with this. There's so much you don't think at face value. Like I was excited to dive into this because I think it applies a lot to our world today. But there's so much that we pulled from this and could continue to pull from. So I do challenge our listeners to go and and maybe during Lent, this is a really good passage and see. Like I always like to put myself in the passage. Like where do I fit today? Am I more like the Pharisee? Am I more like the tax collector? How could I be more like the tax collector? So I think um, your example of the penitential right at the mass is a great image for us. So. Thank you for picking this passage and for doing this at the end. I always let people plug. So what do you got coming up on the holy ruckus that you would like us to check out? Oh my
1: goodness. Well, we're launching our new website, hopefully by the first week of Lent. So while everybody's jumping off of social media and stuff, we're jumping <laughs> in more. And I want to encourage like, if you're doing that, then that, that's, that's great. That's right. awesome. But then try to find new ways. Cause again, if social media is like your, your thing that really pulls you in uh, or pulls you out, um, try to find things that really try to engage you rather than disengage you. And so I encourage you to check out uh, wwwthe We're gonna have a new paint job, new logo coming out uh, next week, I think whenever Lent starts. So so yeah, next week, um, that's all coming out and we have a awesome kind of not I don't want to say virtual stations. that sounds kind of cheesy, no offense, but we are doing a kind of Lenten stations of the Cross meditations mm-hmm with um different Catholic creatives that have um sent in original compositions original songs for each station and um and it's going to be to the backdrop of this dramatization of of uh people doing the stations of the cross um outside and it's going to be awesome like cameras drones everything so it's going to be pretty awesome so that's going to come out on um, the middle of lent so yeah i'm just really excited and to follow more, um, please do me do me that solid and at the Holy Ruckus on Instagram. We have a TikTok now, which is weird. Uh, which oh is- my goodness,
0: I didn't know that we were diving into TikTok. Oh, really? I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm I I probably need to give up TikTok for lunch. There's like yeah? oh, <laughs> way no, too much, it's too awesome. many hours spent. That's awesome. I have to follow yeah. you
1: guys. Yeah, we got we got uh, <laughs> this this young woman, Dorothy, who's really stepped into the breach and was like, "I'll do it." And I was like, "Okay, good." And and so uh, there's there's so much, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram. At the holy ruckus and then uh, me myself i'm not that interesting and excuse my phone is like going crazy uh, it's <laughs> at um at josh mosh 355 but mainly just follow the holy ruckus and just yeah see what put out
0: <laughs> lots of good stuff there so many good things you know like you said podcasts blogs social media content videos so definitely check out the holy ruckus you can follow me at instagram at seven mile chats i'd love to talk to you and talk to you more about scripture or you can follow me on twitter which is more kind of my education page um, for teaching, but at Ms. Ruckley, M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. Thank you so much again, Josh, for being
1: here. No doubt, no doubt. Thanks so much, Julia, for the time. Bye. See ya.